Well, brothers, welcome back for part two of the Pray, Love, Lead series. Y'all, I cannot overstate enough that this series is truly one that I know God is using to help transform lives and the communities each of you that are listening are representing. Just to recap, if you didn't have a chance to check out part one, which was get your prayer up, go back and listen to that episode. We explored the three practical implications for prayer, which were protection, preparation, and wisdom. And the bottom line is this. We are in the fight of our life, y'all, and we cannot be caught slipping or give the excuse that we did not know. Accountability, we all are going to have to give an account. If we're, and if we're not careful, we're going to act like, oh, it's our fault. And the truth is, like, it's a little bit. But here's the thing. The enemy doesn't care about you forgetting or you not paying attention. If anything, he wants you not to pay attention and act like you don't care. But I encourage you, if you have not, go back to part one, get your prayer up. We talked about spiritual warfare. We talked about the challenges, but we talked about the importance of putting our armor on. But this episode, we're going to dive into the love section of it. We talked about pray, love, lead. And this section is is one of the areas that we're going to explore deep-rooted love. And, and I know as brothers, sometimes it's like, well, wait, you know, what are we talking about in this, man? You know, how deep are we going to go in this, man? You know, it's like, look, here's the thing. We love hard. We do. There tends to be no middle ground. And I know speaking from experience is either we love or we don't. And sometimes how it shows up is the biggest challenge that we face. And so there are three areas that we're going to look at this. Deep rooted love for God, for self. And others. And so the best way to understand this concept is to go to the place that it all starts in the scriptures. I know I'm starting a lot sooner, but yeah, this is this is where it is. And so we're going to look at three three scriptures from three verses from Matthew 22. And we're going to be in verses 37 through 40. But just to give a little context here, Jesus is sharing with someone who asked this question about which of the commandments were the most important. And so we pick up in verse 37 and Jesus responds and says this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and most important command. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, with everything. So we see here that it is very clear where love starts, where our, first, where our love first needs to be displayed, and that's first unto God. However, as men, we tend to talk from this perspective that we want folks to prove themselves worthy of our love sometimes. But I would challenge us to think, I personally, and I'll share it, it may not be your case, but for me, I'm the type of person that, you know, you kind of got to prove it a little bit. And and I grew up in that mindset of like, OK, what does love really look like outside of when you think just family love? Like, all right, love my family. Cool. Mama, love you. Dad, love you. You know, sister, love you. Like you, you, you see that. 
But I, I considered it like it, it's a coveted gift. It's, it's a gift that I cherish that if I'm giving it, consider yourself a worthy individual. So in the imagery of what it represents, it's, it's a deeply rooted devotion. So in the context of this scripture, to me, this says love that the love towards God is this deep rooted devotion of our entire lives that is literally broken down into three specific areas. But before we break those areas down, I, I want to state this, that love just isn't a feeling, but an action. It is reflected through this idea of show me, not just tell me. But they but they have to coexist at the same time. That's the key. So, fellas, let me just say this based on my own personal journey. And I'm sure what is evidence throughout your life. God is worthy of our love. Not just because it's a commandment. But he truly is. And he's proven it already. How? Well, through Christ, through God sending Christ, Jesus, to be able to die for us, to be able to be that sacrifice that we ourselves couldn't be. It's a reflection of what John 15, 13 says. No one has greater love than this to lay down his life for his friend. First John 419 says this, we love because he first loved us. Therefore, we cannot come with this excuse to say, God, what have you done for me to make me love you first with everything, all my being to deserve that kind of devotion? And 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 here's the thing. If if that isn't enough, even with Christ and what it represents is that he continues to show up daily, even when we are faithless. I got evidence. Second Timothy 2.13 says this. If we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. This is why we have the confidence and the evidence of God's unconditional love. He loves you. He loves me despite our flaws, despite every mistake we made are going to make every dark area that we have within us that we feel like shouldn't even be recognized, that it shouldn't even be this part of who we are. But yet and still, God sees all of that ugly stuff and is still faithful because he cannot deny himself. That's deep, y'all. That's deep. And I just feel like if you, if you don't get that, just let that go resonate with yourself a little bit because this is, that's one of those reflection points that, that God literally had to show me that that even when I'm faithless, even in my doubting, even in my seasons where I didn't necessarily believe God, I didn't. And so to, to, to love someone with everything about me that I haven't truly felt like I can connect with, that was hard. However, things have shifted, things have changed. And I would say this is as the scripture tells us, going back to Matthew 22 and verse 37, where, where Jesus says, Love God with your heart, soul, and mind. That's everything. 
There's no almost or sort of on this one. That's literally everything. And so I want to break down each of these layers because understanding each of these layers will help us understand that our reflection of love towards God is ultimately then reflected towards how we love our family, how we love our children, how we love our wives or whoever it is around us that we have this connection point with. And so I want to start with the heart. Because it's significant because if you recall and we were talking about spiritual armor and putting on the full armor of God is that we talked about the breastplate of righteousness because we know one shot to the heart in in the physical means that ultimately you're not alive anymore. Like that's that that you get a shot to the heart, anything to the heart that's done because that is the engine that that keeps everything together. And so it's it's important that we protect that. That's why the armor, the spiritual armor talks about protecting your heart. Because once something has taken a hold of your heart, it has taken a hold of you and it will drive you for good or for bad. Matthew twelve thirty four says this for the mouth speaks from the overflow of the heart. A good person produces good things. From his storeroom of good. And an evil person produces evil things from his storeroom of evil. The heart is that storeroom, y'all. It's the core. It's the engine. It's the root. Everything you say or do is reflected from the condition of your heart. You believe God is who he says he is. Then your heart posture is one of faith and hope. It is not to say that you will not face challenges or bumps along your faith journey, but there is an assurance. If you don't believe God is who he says he is. The exact opposite will be true. You will be faithless, always doubting. Therefore, your fruit from that is mistrust, and check this, conditional love. You will love from a place of quid pro quo, if you're familiar with that. In other words, this for that. It's transactional. I will give you this kind of love for that kind of action. Same way how we view God. God, if you do this, I'll do that. I'll love you this way if you love me that way. And, and, and that's not the type of love that God desires from us or even that he first modeled for us. From the very beginning, the love that was shown was sacrificial in nature, unconditional in the context, even through the heart of understanding that we have our flaws. We go mess up. But yet and still, as a parent would, those that are out there, the parents, we recognize that. We still love our children anyhow. And that's what God is reflecting towards us. So that's why the first layer of our love has to be reflected through the heart. Starting there. The next part is the soul. That's the spiritual being. This is the part of you that we cannot see, but we can feel. And it's almost hard to describe because it is so personal and intimate to each individual person Yet God recognizes this as an essential layer of our lives. It's our spiritual being. And it's almost can be described as sort of that layer on top of the heart. 
Because if if you imagine, it, it begins to take shape from the essence of our heart. So if our heart posture is one of faith, then our spiritual being will begin to move as one of faith. And then that then flows to the last layer and we'll get to in just a second. But consider it as an essential element. It's it's not quite where the where the thoughts are, but it's the part that filters directly into it. It, it represents sort of that in between that conduit that helps to facilitate action that is influenced from the heart. And then so then that leads to this last section, right? This last section that talks about the mind. It says with your heart, with your soul and with your mind. So y'all know we talked about this at length all in this last episode that talked about mindset. So I won't go too, too deep. So if you haven't had a chance, I'm going to tell you again, go back and listen to that to part one of this. But there's this daily battle that takes place. And where we process the choices we make to show or not show love each day. It's a mindset. It's a mindset that is first filtered from the heart, then to the soul, and ultimately through the mind. And when we recognize that this is the war zone where mind, I'm thinking something, I'm going back and forth. How do I show this? How do I not show this? We're trying to rationalize. We're going through this emotional turmoil or we're trying to think about the real good feeling. Like, And, and we think from a feeling standpoint, because sometimes you don't necessarily feel like loving, but yet and still you do. I don't feel like it. So you're thinking like, oh, what are the ways in which I can get out of this in the mindset and the thought process? It's just one of those areas where if we understand these three areas function in tandem and you think of it as as a machine and each of them represents a gear. And we recognize that each gear is a piece that helps us flow in our being to bring the kingdom of heaven here on earth and how we love others, how we love ourselves, how we love God. Like all of that starts with our loving towards God first. That's why I'm spending so much time on this piece, y'all, because. This is where we can begin to diagnose where the where the flaws are, where we are and how we ne- recognize that. So to sum this, it just goes back to this. This is the first and greatest command to love God. With our heart, our soul, our mind. And so you want to say, hey, how can I make God proud? Start there. But then, you know, it doesn't end there, right? Y'all know it don't end there. So then it goes to the next layer. The next part of the verse, Jesus gives the second greatest command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. So it almost, there's a little syntax wordplay here because the thing that you need to start with is the last thing listed, love your neighbor as yourself. So starts with God, then to yourself before you get to others. And so if you think about this, your capacity to love others is rooted in who and how you look at yourself when you're looking back in the mirror. So I have two questions for you. One who do you see when you look into the mirror? And two, do you love who you see when you look into the mirror? 
Fellas, I, I don't need, I can probably count on one hand how many times I've had an intentional conversation about this idea of self-love with other brothers. Because we don't talk about self-love. We talk about self-care and we talk about that. But when we talk about taking care of our bodies, like, oh, is that a way of taking care of ourselves, showing love to ourselves? But but I would challenge going a, bit, a, a lot deeper than that because it's more intentional. It's more intimate. I had to explore this question more because I had to look in the mirror and ask myself, who is it that I'm truly seeing in the mirror? And am I confident that who I am is who God says I am, that I'm loved, that I'm worthy. That even if I haven't necessarily seen it reflected in in what we call our physical relationships, our relational pieces that that we're here and we're interacting in the day to day is it, it, it roots back in this idea that says if I don't feel worthy of love and the type of love that God first showed has, has shown to me, then how can I effectively and earnestly love the family that I'm called to lead or even others outside of the home? Like that's a that's a hard battle. It's a conundrum that we're in. But brothers, listen, I get it. We've had challenges in the past that can make it hard to love. I'm not exempt from that, whether that be in relationships, family dynamics, friendships, whatever it is. But I'm here to tell you, like the capacity for love has grown because I took God at his word. I did not just look for people to fill voice. There was a time I did. I truly was. But in order for me to recognize how I had to heal and to be able to grow so I can love my wife effectively, I can love my kids effectively, I had to recognize where the voids that I was trying to feel rooted from. And it all started with the reflection of who I saw in the mirror and who I believe God says that I am. And even though people can affirm, and don't get me wrong, affirmations are important. However, I knew I couldn't just solely rely on that. So God has truly shown me through the reflection, through the scripture on him and who he is, that this isn't just about me being perfect to show myself as one worthy of love. That we're always trying to prove our love to others, prove ourselves worthy. But he already says that we are. Like, that's what grace is about, that we don't have to earn it because it's already been given to us. And when we recognize that, there's a freedom that when we look in the mirror and know that God loves us, that we can love ourselves, that we then can love others better. Because I tell you this, you shouldn't be loving others more more than what it is that you love yourself. And when I say that, hear me, hear me on this, because your reflection of love is rooted from how you love yourself. And you can mask it. You can void it like I need to show this differently here. But 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 I'm telling you from an earnest, authentic place where you become free in how you love, where you may not think about like, Man, how can I sacrifice? Like, yeah, as those of us with kids, like, yeah, I'm going to lay down my life for my kids and my family to make sure that they're taken care of. I'll, I'll go to the ends of the earth. And you should. Because as, as Scripture says, there's no greater love than that. While also recognizing that what it is that you have to show for yourself 
is that you have to be in a healthy space to be able to show that kind of love. To recognize that sacrifice, that that sacrificial kind of love is not just receiving it from them the way you need it to, but also giving it the way they need it. So you ask, so I ask you, if, if, if you struggle in this area, ask God to increase your faith. He's got you. Believe it. His love toward us is unconditional. So even in, in our space, that that is the standard he set. And, and granted, as, as our flawed individuals, are we going to achieve that mark every time? No. But can we get one step closer each day? Yes. I get it. It can be hard. Because we can be critical. I know I can be critical myself because it's easy to point out what I'm not doing right and validate why I'm not worthy of love. And then easy to see in others why we can probably be really critical of others, too, is because we're also very critical of ourselves because we then believe that God is very critical of us. But I had to change the way I thought about how God sees me, how then I saw myself. So then I could better love my family and continue to do every single day. And I ain't got it all down and packed. But that is where our next layer is. So what can we take from this? Going back. Your love for God is threefold. That's the first and greatest commandment. The heart, the soul, the mind. The next layer is the love for self that is reflected from that. And then your love for others and how that shows up is a byproduct of the first part. So if you sense something is often how you may have been told that your love is showing or coming off or in any other way, check yourself on how you first love towards show your love first shows towards God, then to yourself, and then ultimately to others. And I tend to think about it like this. The fruit matches the root. So what you're producing starts with where it is in the root, what's underground, what people don't see. So if your root is mistrust and conditional love, then the fruit is also going to be mistrust and conditional. And others recognize it probably more so than we have. And they probably called us out on it. But here's how we move forward. Number one, we pray that God shows us how our love shows up towards him. Then to ourselves, then to others. Ask that he give you practice, practical steps to take to not only increase your faith, but also your trust in what it is he's doing. Ask that he increase your faith and trust in what it is that he's doing. Secondly, Explore how you need love expressed towards you. Because here's the thing, a great resource I read before I even got married, but also helped me understand the nature of the relationships that I was around, not just relationally intimate when I think about, you know, my my wife, but even beyond that is through the five love languages. And so that's a really good resource. They got a website and and people have gone on that multiple different times, but they have so many different layers of resources about how love shows up for children, for spouses, for uh, just family relations. There's so many areas in that. And I encourage you as a practical resource you can use. And you want to know the last thing? It reminds me of the, uh, the Brian McKnight song, Start Back at One. 
start back at one and do step two because it's a continual process that doesn't happen overnight. But we have to continue to grow. We have to continue to be intentional about our development because that is going to be the difference between us continuing to show up hard, show up the way God needs us to. But that's the difference, y'all. That's deep rooted love. You probably ain't seen it broken down like that, but y'all, this is this is what the scripture shows us. This is what it tells us. So if you enjoyed this episode, share it with another brother. Continue to expand. If you notice there was an announcement, if you're not currently subscribed to the Substack, subscribe so you never miss an update. But we also have the perks now. So if you are a current subscriber, we have rewards that are available for you to get shout outs, to get special things for being able to invite other people that actually sign up to be a part of the called up community. So if this is something that you continue to to grow from and learn from, y'all share this thing because the next episode, because if you saw the last update, I was out at a leadership conference for a week learning so many nuggets and we talking about leadership next episode. So y'all stay tuned in. Take care of yourself. Follow these steps, y'all. Grow deeper in your love, not only for God, but for yourself so that it shows up better for others. Take care.